0: Dave. How are we doing? Dave, happy circle day. Thank you. Happy circle day to you. We have waited for this day. At message. Dave, so excited to have two of our favorite people from our favorite reality show on homophilia. Hug emoji, heart emoji, kiss emoji, send. <laughs> message Matt. I am really excited too.
1: Thumbs up one. Uh, water. Water. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not great that's at this. That's kind of I the jizz well. emoji. Either. It might be the jizz emoji, but I'm I'm, not, I'm just shy of that. Excited about it. Yes. Uh, yeah. We have a we have a couple people from the uh, from the circle on today. We're very very excited. The queer
0: housemates. Before we get into that, Dave, what's going on with you?
1: Well, I want, I'm just trying to. Find, I want to. I want to cue something up. There's just Ooh. there's stuff going on that I just that I'm I don't know. I'm confused about here. Okay. Here's here's the first one. I mean, we've all seen this one, probably. We'll just, I'll just play the audio. Bitch, guck mich mal okay. an, guck mal was so schönheit, ich bin 10. Oh, my God. Honey, wie viele Ex-Freunde hast du, bitch? Ich bin 14
0: und ich yeah. darf kein Freund haben. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So there's, there's that. that. There's that. And then, okay. And then here's... And then the uh the the RuPaul uh drag race season twelve uh trailer trailer I have not seen. dropped. It's uh it's great. Here I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it going down here in the bottom just because it, it and it's and it's all the guest stars, right, for yeah. the season, which is very, very exciting. Oh and there there are a lot of good ones. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yep. Um
0: Robin for yes. God's sake. Um well, I don't want to play the whole thing. We got Winnie Harlow, well, yeah. the model. There's some some other really cool people. I'm I'm forgetting them all now. But uh, yeah. Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, yeah. Nicki Minaj, and her first appearance in the video, she's going like
1: Brr! or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. Are, why is why are queer people Foley artists
0: now? What's going on? <laughs> why is it? Sound effects now. I love these sound effects. I don't, I don't understand what they mean though. I don't well, I don't either, but I don't but when I hear them, they sound right. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Do I have the confidence to pull them off? Probably not. But I just don't know what they mean. Are they positive? Are they negative? Is there an encouraging sound effect? I don't think I can articulate what they mean, but when that kid that you played, uh, we should yeah. explain. I mean, I'm sure everybody has seen it, You've but seen there's it. this TikTok video that's gone around Twitter, and it's a few kids somewhere in Eastern it's Europe. Fully
1: Augustus Gloop. Yes. And his two friends. Yeah. And they're out of the closet and they're 12 years old and they're on a street corner clicking and chirping and warren,
0: Speaking um, another language except yeah. for the word bitch that we except hear multiple times. bitch. And then my favorite. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means.
1: I don't either. But um, if you can fill us in hom- at homophiliapod. We're on Twitter.
0: I, but I, I, I do feel I feel I can sleep at night knowing that those children are our future. Oh, I'm thrilled.
1: I'm thrilled for them. I'm thrilled for them to be that actualized at that age. Uh, It's
0: great. May they, may they grow up trouble free and boring. (laughs) That's my dream for them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dreams today's episode, I mean, we, we, we manifested this and uh, we've talked obviously about the circle on Netflix, Mm -hmm. a ton on this show. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, It's only 12 episodes. You'll fly right
1: through them. You will dash through it. It's it's so good. It's so entertaining. It's hard to articulate why. You kind of just have to watch it.
0: Yeah. If we describe it and you don't know what it's about, not going to sound great. But trust us, it is. Just dive in. And uh,
1: you will be absolutely charmed uh, by Karen Blanco. Yep uh by Chris Sapphire. Yep. I was not aware that was his last name while we were watching the show, but it makes sense. Of course it's his last name. Um they uh we got a chance to talk to both of them over Skype.
0: Uh I guess we'll get into Chris first. Let's do Chris first. Uh, uh Chris really went there. Chris. Was, Chris took us to church. It took us all the way to church, uh, and uh, was we were talking to him from Dallas. Yep. And then right after our conversation with Chris, you'll hear our conversation with Karen Blanco, who mm-hmm. uh, her alter ego was Mercedes yeah. on the circle, as most of you probably know. Kind of a kind of a femme queen, uh-huh. whereas where uh, our Karen is is more of a butch. Yeah, and uh, delightful conversations with both of them. We had some like technical snafus, some sound issues yeah. with with uh, with Karen especially, but. You'll get the you'll get the gist. You'll get the gist. You'll enjoy it. Uh here is Chris Sapphire, followed by Karen Blanco. Send. Hello, Chris. Hello.
2: Hello. Uh where are you right now? I'm here in my little studio at home in Dallas. In this Dallas. is where I do my little podcast. <laughs>
1: Ooh, I like it. I'm coming to Dallas this weekend, incidentally. Oh. Welcome to the Big D. Okay. Where should he go in the Big D? Where should I go in the Big D? What's your cup of tea? What are you looking to
2: get into? You know, some D. Um, (laughs) He's looking for some D in the Big D. Oh, we're going to talk about it like that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. No, we have the biggest neighborhood in Texas. That's what I hear. Really? Yeah, it's almost like a a mini WeHo. It's a whole strip, and we have so many gay bars on the strip. And outside of the main strip, there's even more gay bars. Uh Dallas has a lot of gay bars.
0: Great. So have you done your time in WeHo?
2: Yes, many, many times. I've been to L.A. so many times. I've already lost count how many times I've gone to L.A. Uh I've only been to New York twice, though, but L.A. I've been many, many times.
1: L.A. suits you, yes.
2: Oh, I love LA, but I love Dallas so much. This is home to me. Yeah. I love that my good friend um Alyssa Edwards, she she is she literally lives down the street from me. She oh, lives wow. down the street. And uh she goes to LA when she needs to take care of business and then flies home. So that's gonna be the Chris move. Well, I don't know. Look, I believe the whole world is my home. I'm not afraid to go anywhere. I mean, I was just in Europe. Right. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. For me, it's wherever God needs me to be. I'm going to be there. I love it. What
0: were you doing in life and in work when The Circle came along?
2: Oh, my God. I tell everybody my life has been like a modern-day Forrest Gump story. Uh, uh, before The Circle, I had made a like an appearance on Alyssa Edwards' reality show, Dancing Queen. Yeah. Because me and her are actually friends. We're real friends. And so she was like, bitch, I need you to be on my show. I said, come on with it, honey. And before Dancing Queen, I was a pop culture news reporter on a morning syndicated uh, morning show, news show called Eye Opener from the CW. It was like the CW's version of Good Morning America. Yeah. Something like that. And I was the pop culture guy and they discovered me on YouTube. (laughs) and i went in for the audition one morning they're like chris would you be interested in doing tv i said sure why not i went in for the audition it was supposed to be a one-time gig by the time i went and did my broadcast the next day uh the producers are like would you be interested in doing it for the rest of the year and i said come on with it honey so i did it for the rest of the year and at one point uh some of the main anchors we're gone on vacation or something, and I hosted the main news on the main news desk, like Robin Roberts. Mind you, I didn't go to school for communications or broadcast. It's just a gift.
0: <laughs> you, you got it, or you
2: don't, and it's you, a you've gift, got honey. it. Yeah. So, how so long have you fine. been out of the
1: uh, out of the uh, the the apartment slash jail cell that you lived in? In oh, uh, I think
2: uh, the circle. We, that was a while for, ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a few months. We filmed this last year. I don't want to give away too much of the magic, but I'm sure it's already out there. But yeah, we filmed uh, last year and then came home and it was the biggest secret on all of our minds. We couldn't tell nobody anything. So believe it or not, when it came out, the commercial, the little trailer, it's like everybody went nuts. Absolutely nuts. It was really cool. And it's still cool to see the reaction right now from people who are just bumping into the show just now. Cause that's the nature
1: of Netflix is that people can discover it for years to come.
2: Oh yeah. And they are, I still keep getting messages from all different parts of the world. Uh, what I did on the show, well, just being myself, honestly, uh, is resonating with a lot of people, the whole God message and all of that. And it's inspiring to see how it's touching folks in different ways. I just had a guy write me literally like before this uh, telling me that it has shaken him to the core, his inner compass. He said that he wished he had not wasted 40 years of his life, you know, being afraid of who he was. Wow. Man. And me coming out being so openly, I believe in God. Uh, shook him in a way. Like, I could do that, too. I'm like, yes, honey, you could totally believe in God and be gay. God makes no mistakes. He doesn't start with us. You know, people limit God's power. God is beyond our imagination how powerful he is. So for people with our small minded thinking to say, oh, God hates gay people, it's like, no, no, baby, do not limit his power. God's love is so big, you can't even begin to imagine it, you know?
1: What does your spiritual
2: practice look like? Like, do you What kind of a church do you attend or do you attend church? I was raised Catholic, yeah. but um, that, it, that didn't register in my mind. You know, when you're a child and you go to church, you're not even listening. You're so bored. You want to get out of there. And so when I was 14, uh, I fell into a horrible rabbit hole of depression and anxiety because I was being bullied so badly by grown ass adults, not kids. My life in school was fabulous. Grown-ass adults because I would take the subway and the bus to school. My school was in downtown Dallas, so I had to take, you know, the public transportation to get there. And every fucking day – can we cuss on this show? I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I'm sorry. thought I'd ask before I keep going in. Um, People would touch me inappropriately. They'd be doing like, I'm going to beat this motherfucker's ass stuff like that. They'd follow me. I'd get on the bus. They'd start laughing. And when you're 14, I had just come out of the closet. You're not ready for that kind of bullshit to come your way, you know? And so it took a really bad toll on my mind and and I would get nervous and start sweating at the bus stop. And uh, one day I decided I'd come home and I was going to end my life, honey. It was just, I was so terrified. I said, you know what? This is it for me. Because when you're 14 and you're having horrible, negative thoughts, and you haven't really gone to a shrink. And I did try to go see a shrink. And all her advice was, you need to grow up. That's all she told me. But for the the majority of 14-year-olds out there that don't go see the shrink, um, you don't know how to handle that. You don't know about editing your thoughts and all that kind of stuff. And so the day I thought I was going to end my life, uh there was a little book on my bed and I was like, what the fuck is that? And when I opened the book, the first few words spoke to me like, ooh, <laughs> and that's what introduced me to God. What was and the book? Man, what was the it book? And is what called, were the words? It is called, I, I don't remember the exact words, but the book is called God is in the small stuff and it all matters. I hope that's the name. I have the book over there in my room. Um but it started introducing me to that thing that we call God and how it works. Oh, honey, I immersed myself deeply into that book. Thank God I didn't take my life. Um, but since 14, I've been practicing it and reading it and and, and and applying it. And it is so real, y'all. I mean, I went from suicidal, depressed to this. Oh, man. my God. And about five years ago, I really got into it even more, even more. And so it really, really works. There is hope out there. And and find it in God, honey. You know, I tell the kids, if your way hasn't worked and that shit ain't working for you, try another way, boo. Give it a chance. You ain't got nothing to lose. If anything, you're going to gain what real life should feel like. It feels amazing, you know? And you were out at 14? I came out at 14. I had the biggest crush on my best friend, Oscar. We're still friends to this day. And he had already come out of the closet. He was out and about. And, uh, oh, I just, I thought he was the finest guy ever. And so one day I was at his party and I just, I didn't want to live this lie no more. I saw how happy his life was being out, his friend group. And so my dad picks me up from that party and my dad's like, what are you doing? Look at all this, you know, gay stuff going on. My dad was a different guy back then. He's changed since then. But I told my dad, you know what? I'm fucking gay too. <laughs> and that's how I came out. <coughs> I just, I high kicked out and I never went back in. And then right after that, I started wearing makeup and I ain't stopped ever since. I'm still beating the smug. I'm still turning it out. And my dad, I mean, bless his heart, you know, I didn't understand then, but now I do now that I'm a grown ass man. Uh, my dad came from a little town in Durango, Mexico. You know, population maybe a thousand people, donkeys, pigs, adobe houses, no, poverty, poverty to the max. So, gayness and all that was totally, you know, he couldn't wrap his head around it. But now he'll give me makeup tips if my makeup's uh, fucked up and all that. So it's <laughs> like, man, we three sixty on that shit. Yeah, you're going a yeah.
1: long way. <laughs> so yeah, I I want to want to get back to religion briefly. Like, what does Trying God's way mean in your life, like what? If someone's like, "Yeah, I want to try it," what's your you
2: know, what's what? Are the your steps? entry point? Oh my god! I would say, get ready, honey, buckle up. It's the best thing you're ever gonna do for yourself. What God does is He gets rid of you and replaces the you with Him, and so the whole Bible is literally it's it's a it's a worldview, it's a way of thinking in every situation, every scenario, and so. The mind, the human mind, us without God, is a lot of pressure. You know, the I, what can I do, creates anxiety, creates pride. Think about the middle letter in anxiety, I, pride, I. Anytime you think, what am I going to do? Man, you start losing it. The whole world is on your shoulders. But when you start reading the Bible, it's no longer what am I going to do. It's what's he going to do. And we know God can do all things. So you get out of your head. He gets you out of you. You, and now you lean on him for everything in your life. There's a Bible verse that says it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives through me. So it lets go of the ego. lets go of the you. And now it's almost like you're a puppet and God is guiding you. And if God is guiding you, oh, honey, everything's going to be great. The journey is going to be a huge present. Every moment is a gift. And you get out of that headspace of anxiety and fear and pride and control. Honey, relinquish that bullshit. Let God be in control. I'd rather God be in control than my bullshit, you know, because he can make everything good. There is actually a Bible verse that says all things work out well for those who believe at all times. Can you imagine living like that? You can walk into any room. Nobody intimidates you. You ain't scared of shit because, you know, it's not you. It's God working through you. And he ain't scared of nobody. (laughs) And that's why on the show I said it's more than confidence. It's called god Mm. it's bigger than that. Wow.
0: Well, I'm just taking that in. I'm just yeah. sitting, it, just absorbing.
2: So it, that, do, the, do the Church of
1: Chris, works. do you share your spiritual practice with other people? Is there a church involved? Is there a, oh, is there a ritual? I go to church
2: by myself when no one's there. I like to pray and talk to God by myself in his house. Uh-huh. But my church, <laughs> if I even had a church, my church is the world, honey. You know, if you're going to church, those people already know the message. The people out in the world don't. So many people have told me, Chris, you need to be a preacher. I said, no, no, baby, I cuss too much and I love to party. I said, but I can go out into the world and spread the good news in my way, in in a way that no one has before. And look, it's it's, it's almost happening in a way. I, I am a normal person. I love to party. I cuss a lot, but I don't cuss to hurt people's feelings. I like to cuss to, you know, make bitches laugh. It's fun to say the word fuck. Shit, you know? Shit. Feels good. It does. I'm human too. And 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 look, I mean, sometimes, you know, I, I fall into the human trap where I'm like, oh. But then God said, wait, wait, wait. It ain't you. It's me. And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a journey. It's a walk. You're walking with him every day every day. But I'm excited. I love seeing those messages where the the uh, a lot of people who are gay are like, "I always thought God hated me." I'm like, "Baby, people put that bullshit in your head. God doesn't hate you. What do you think that whole crucifixion's about? If God hated you, then that thing's all in vain, honey. When Jesus died on that cross uh, on that cross, it was for everybody. And I always like to share the story. Have y'all seen Passion of the Christ? No. no. Ooh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay, well, real, real quickly, it's, it's really good. It's, it's, I love history. I'm a history buff, so I love anything that has to do with history, honey. Yes. But really quickly, there is a part in Passion of the Christ where Christ is hanging on the cross, and there's two criminals next to him. One of them mocks him and starts making fun of Jesus, and a crow gouges his eye out, Oof. you know? Then the other one is over here. The other criminal's like, you don't deserve this. I do. You don't deserve this. And he's like, wherever you're going, can I go there too? Just to break it down. And instantly Jesus says, where I'm going, you'll be there too. Everything that criminal did, whatever he did, instantly Jesus welcomed him to heaven that quickly. And I like to use that as an example of how God forgives everything and loves everybody once you accept it. You know, you got to turn the key, open the door and let him in. You know, yeah, somebody once said, you know, Christ is in everybody, but he hasn't resurrected in everybody. When you accept him, the resurrection happens within you. And I'm like, oh, baby, that's deep, but I like it. <laughs> I like it too. I didn't know I was gonna preach up in here on this day. But well, I'm so glad you did.
1: Man. Um, before going uh into the circle building, were you what was your relationship with reality television? Were you a consumer? Well,
2: oh, of course. Hello. I grew up in the 2000s, yeah. the 90s, honey. Yes. I love, I love reality TV. I love fun entertainment. I just love entertainment. And my only experience with reality TV was dancing queen, Alyssa Edwards. Uh-huh. You know, that was, that was my little taste of it. But this was my first time in the arena by myself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and were
2: you a drag race fan? Oh my God. Yes massive since season one dude i even have rupaul's book life liberty and the pursuit of style over there in my book collection i loved it since season one now i understand it's taking it's another life of its own on vh1 and more of straight america has adopted it but i was right there when they had that vaseline filter and rue looked furry and fuzzy <laughs> yeah other than Alyssa, who were your uh, who are your all-timers Oh, honey, Adore Delano. Fun fact, we've been friends, me and Adore, uh, since she was on American Idol. Oh, yeah? Oh,
1: wow. Yeah.
2: I've been friends with Adore since American Idol. Uh, Back in the day, we met when there was a website called stickham.com. And she had, oh, my God, I think like half a million followers on there. And uh, she would let me take over her show every now and then. And so we've been friends ever since. That's why when I Uh, got on the circle, it was so cool to see a lot of my friends that had gone on to make it, they were like, finally this bitch got her chance. Finally, honey. Because I know a lot of the uh, really famous YouTube makeup influencers, and so Adore, Alyssa, them, they were all talking about it online, and I felt like Tina Turner and What's Love Got to Do With It when she's at the Ritz. And her careers resurrected. I was like, I felt like Tina. <laughs> like all my friends came to say, finally, Queen. Finally, finally the door opened for you. Yes.
0: And how has that door been since getting back home and
2: kind of oh, re entering reality? Oh, it's been insane. I get noticed here in my hood. I still live in the hood, honey. You know, I just got off the show. You know, I'm mm-hmm. hoping the good Lord takes me somewhere new. But, I was at CVS the other day trying to buy painkillers, and uh, all the people in the pharmacy wanted pictures. I was at the mall. um, People stopped me there. The clubs, I can't even really go to the club, or it's like ambush. The circle became larger than we expected. It's become a massive hit. Everybody's talking about it. We knew it was big in Europe. But we didn't know if America would accept it because it's hard to make it in America. And for America to have just opened us, open, I mean, welcomed us with open arms. Dude, I mean, it's insane. We were all up there at, on Times Square, all our faces. How does that happen? Oprah Magazine, People Magazine, Cosmo Magazine. Are you kidding me? Overnight? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane.
0: We just talked to Karen. Yeah. Uh, Love. Who, big fans of. And I know you guys had a special connection. Who else are you keeping in touch with from the show?
2: Oh, we talk every day, dude. I talk to everybody. I was just talking to Sammy a minute ago because she posted on her Instagram. A makeup company blessed her with all these products, and I said, "Damn, girl, right on time. I need a new makeup brushes." And she's <laughs> like, "I'll send you a lot of them. Up, don't worry." So we talk every day. I'm so thankful. I tell people it's like being in the Spice Girls or Backstreet Boys because no one could prepare us for this kind of attention. It's it's so different. It's new. I mean, it's weird. But having them to lean on like a boy band or a girl band, it's off the chain. It's so off the chain.
0: Has the circle affected your dating life?
2: (laughs) Oh, I love those kind of questions. Honey, my dating life is nonexistent still. Really? You know, yeah, my friends are so silly. When the circle was airing that three-week special and it was in the thick of it all. My friends are so silly. They're like, "Are you getting any dick pics? Are people blowing your shit up?" I was like, "No, absolutely not." What? No. How is I'm that getting, possible? I I promise you guys, no dick pics, none of that. Um, uh, yeah. If anything, my Tinder is more like people swiping right on me because they want to kiki about the circle. But yeah, nothing really happening still. I yeah. think God is protecting me or I don't know what's going on because I've been single since I was 15 and the well is dry. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Well, we have something called the homophilia bump where when a single person comes on this show, keep the DMs open mm-hmm. because the, the
2: the they're going to come out of the woodwork.
1: Yeah. Make yourself available That's all we're saying.
2: And dude, I'm a really easy date. I don't need to go to no fancy restaurant. We could roll up to Jack in the Box, get some curly fries, and jam out to Alanis Morissette's greatest hits, and I'm happy in the car. Like, I'm chill like that. I'm not high maintenance, never have been. I would love to date a guy that likes to sleep in on Saturdays. Leave me alone. We'll get ready at four in the afternoon and go do it all over again to the club. (laughs) Uh I like down-to-earth kind of guys that like to have barbecues, drink Corona beers, wear brown sandals and Dallas Mavericks jerseys, you know, and loves 90s music. Ooh, there's nothing better than This is so some specific. Yeah, you're describing a uh, Oh, honey, I got it down. Yeah. I got it down. I, you know, but I always like to tease around and play and and tell the world that I've always had the biggest crush on Jay Manuel from uh, America's Next Top Model. Mm. And uh, it was funny. He saw an article where I had mentioned that, and he wrote me, and he was like, Bachelor material? I turned so red. <laughs> I was like, look at me and Jay Manuel chatting. It's so surreal. I used to have pictures of him in my locker in high school. He was my inspiration. And now I'm like, now we're kicking on social media. Look at God. You just never know. <laughs> I love it. And are you using any of the apps for dating other than Tinder? I'm just a Tinderella. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know... Grinder was never my gig, you guys. Like I don't I feel like I don't fit in. Could you see my big gay ass on Grinder just cheesing? Oh Absolutely. my gosh. Yes. Like, yes. Girl, it's so sick. They're gonna be like, look at her up in here. What's she trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I don't fit in. I feel like all the Judys are like, Look at Miss Chris up in here acting crazy. Yeah. So I just try Tinder and, and keep my fingers crossed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, you never know. Mm. When you come to LA
0: we would love to uh, go to Oil Can Harry's, see Joey. Um, yep. We'll go line dancing. We'll introduce you to a bunch of guys um, oh, who, who do not like just fun. want to kiki about the show, but who you know <laughs> who are ready to
2: meet Chris. Oh, that would be so much fun. You know I, I love Los- Dude, I love Oil Can Harry's. We have one in Austin. And so I love that club. I love Fireball Shots okay i love to have a good time i'm from texas honey i like to drink till six in the morning the sun's coming up and we are listening to disney music crying to <laughs> colors of the wind because it's just so beautiful when you're drunk
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a dream night oh, oh it my will god be, honey. Yeah. okay well you ain't ever had a
2: friend like me <laughs> all right look at god it's gonna happen Amen. Let's make it happen, y'all. Right. I love your studio. It's so pretty. Look thank at that yellow nice. and gray.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Guys. Very you nice. Come here in person when
2: you're in town. Please do. We'll to I, would to. Chris, yeah, I would
1: love so to. Chris, thank you so much.
2: No, thank you guys so much. God bless y'all. Keep the faith, honey, and spread love like butter. <laughs> yes, we can't
0: wait to see what's next. Thank you so much for doing this.
2: Thank you guys. Yes. Yeah, anytime. My. Y'all have a good one. Ah!
3: What's oh my god!
1: Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for doing this.
3: This is amazing. Thank you so much. This has actually been a blessing. Oh good. Okay, now oh, go. I'm are I thought we were
0: going to get a Mercedes pick.
3: Yeah. No, no, I didn't want to catfish you guys. <laughs> no. How are you, Karen? I'm absolutely blessed and happily favored. Thank you. Yesterday was my birthday, so today we're doing hey. the wind down. You share Happy a birthday, birthday
0: with Jennifer Aniston.
3: And Sean from the Circle, and, and and I think a couple of other people, but yeah. Wow, yeah, awesome. awesome! All the greats, it's
0: awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we're recording this. Uh, a, a, I don't know, a few weeks after the last episode's dropped. it's, yeah. it's been almost a month, probably right. And uh,
3: yeah, about a month and a couple of days.
0: How has your re-entry <sighs> back into normal life been?
3: <laughs> it has been a. Uh, a whirlwind, that's what I'll say. Um, living in New York, I don't, I, I'm going to keep saying, I don't think that Netflix expected this show to be as big as, as it is. Um, honestly, as it's it's been a whirlwind. Just living in New York and, and having to <laughs> relive the circle almost every day. Like every time I woke up in my house, so if I'm going somewhere to eat, from, from going to the market. It's always like, you Mercedes from the circle. So, because I didn't expect it, but I mean, it's a blessing. It, it, it's really cool, and I've met some really cool people because of it. So I'm into this. I'm enthused. That's great.
0: Can you talk us through where you were in life and what was going on when it when the show came along?
3: Um, when I got the call uh, from the producers that I was going to be um, that I was going to be casted for the show, I was at work. I forget it, and it was when I got the call. Literally, just um, I was having a really Okay. I was walking away from my desk because I didn't recognize her and when I answered the phone the lady on the other hand was Holly hi Holly when you see this but um, she was just like hey Karen and I was like hey yeah so unfamiliar just like and she's like it's Holly from the circle how are you and she was like going into a full conversation and I'm just like who what and when I finally like it clicked like it started to make sense who it was I was floored I'm not even gonna lie like, it was a moment of like oh shit this is really gonna happen and um from that that one phone call, it, it was everything was like a roller like everything was gone. It, it was like full speed ahead and it was amazing. It was really amazing. So
0: you get that call amazing. and they're like you're you're starting very soon prepared to pack up and
3: pretty much, yeah. And it's just um we went to LA and then we went to a couple of other places and then when it was time to film, it was one of those things where like it was like, this is really happening. Like this is there's no more uh auditioning there's no more uh green screen work there's no more let's see what happens this is really gonna happen and I tried second off just cried because it was just grateful. And then um after that it was like all right, screw your head on and let's go. Oh my God.
1: how long was the process? Uh how long were you filming?
3: Overall, um, the process is three weeks. We did about a month of filming, and I personally filmed for about two and a half weeks.
0: Wow. Um, I just have some logistic questions, things that you're, I'm curious about watching that that you know you can never find out from watching the show. Which is mm-hmm. how, when you're in this building, how do they ensure <laughs> that you never cross paths with each other? You're using the same jacuzzi, you're using the same gym. <laughs>
3: Um, so it's a process, uh, everything is scheduled to the T and we all have, um, runner chaperones that escort escort us anywhere we have to go in the building. So like if we have to go to a jacuzzi or if we want to go get some air on a balcony or if we just want to, um, we want to get out of our own apartments, Because you know, you can go start crazy being in the same four walls for that long. Yeah. But, um, if we want to do something, it would simply be like, uh, we'd say it out loud to the producers, like, Hey, I need a break. And someone would literally come and get us, we'd get a headset, um, headset like um, soundproof headset, and some um, blacked out goggles. And they would literally walk us, <laughs> literally walk us hand by hand to another room so that we could just unwind and get a, a new sense of scenery. So um, it was really about timing. It was always about timing. Um, this person is going to be in a hallway. This person. And It was something that they only they could hear. So it was like, hey, we're going to take Mercedes over here, and they would probably reply like, hey, okay, well, we're going to take this person over here, so that we would never have to worry about running each other or crossing paths. Yeah, and we couldn't see anything anyway. So right. It was it was a dope experience overall. It was really dope. It, uh, really
1: dope. it sounds like actual torture. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like what would happen no, in prison.
3: You know why? That I tell people all the time, it was like being a, a fancy Martha Stewart rehab. Um, yeah. The people, the <laughs> staff, the runners, everyone was extremely polite, and it was a thing of they knew that we weren't familiar. We were, we were locked in a room with strangers, and they they really handled us with care. And, and I like to call it the white glove treatment. Um, it wasn't a thing that I could say we didn't have. Um, that wasn't at our reach. whether it be, Water, Red Bull, the <laughs> M&M's, like no matter what it was that we could ask for, they were always there. And that was one of the things that made the process so much easier.
0: Okay. So you're seeing um, runners in real life on a regular basis. That was so the only person that we saw. Some We saw the runners, the
3: producers. Yes, the runners, the producers. We never got to meet the players until the finale. And even the finale, we didn't really get to meet each other until it was time for us to all come out individually, like to get our introductions. So, um, everything was very hush hush, but it was an overall, um, the finale was meeting each other. They made it so that we were all very comfortable. There wasn't any like, Oh, I hate you. For me." It wasn't like any animosity. There was no ill will towards each other. It was really a really, a calm cast, surprisingly. <laughs> hmm.
1: Uh, we have to ask Karen, what else are you watching now? What what are you what mm-hmm. like we are we have been As addicted in, to the circle. What are you addicted to now?
3: <laughs> um I was always a big Netflix buff prior to this. Um yeah. right now I am watching Sabrina. Is that what it's called? I yeah. know, it's yeah. called Sabrina. Yeah. The 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 adventures of, of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And I finished that uh, Monday. So I started watching this thing called Luna. Uh Luna something, Luna like Luna or Luna Pina, something like that. I, I don't know. I watch the weird stuff on Netflix. I try not to watch what everyone else is watching. Okay. But um, it's it, the variety. I haven't seen anything that's quite like our show yet on Netflix, and I think that's that's what also makes us stand out a lot, and um, the diversity in our cast. It's not like a no offense to like Friends or, or Jersey Shore, but it's not like we're not a typical cast. We, we you would never see, you wouldn't expect. To see us all in one space and form. And I love that about our show. I love that about um, Netflix for casting with such diversity as far as um, personalities, race, gender, and just overall. Do you remember,
1: um, were you like a reality watcher
3: before The Circle? No. And that's what's so crazy. I hadn't even saw The Circle prior to going on The Circle. Well, yeah.
0: Well, I, I don't think TV a lot of people even mean? realize that it was a British show before, before the US
3: exactly. show. Exactly. Um, I don't know if, if Ninja Warriors is considered reality TV. I consider But that's that, like yeah. what I – me too. See, okay, so it's not just me. Yeah. But that's what I was watching prior to like – that's my version of reality TV, Ninja Warriors and like yeah. things like that. Now I'm watching – uh, a couple of the fans, since the show has dropped, has been um, pushing and uh, campaigning for us to be on a show called Big Brother. Uh-huh, I uh-huh. haven't seen it. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So now that's what I'm um, – I'm watching a couple of episodes or looking for a couple of things on YouTube so I can familiarize myself with that. But um, as far as reality TV, this is as far as it goes for me. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> so I know that you have a special bond with Chris, who we're actually also going to talk to today. Uh, you're You're meeting with him on the show – was one of my favorite moments. It was so <laughs> it was so moving, and the you know the connection you had was so clear. Um, I'm just curious, who else you keep in touch with?
3: Um, I speak to Chris at least every two weeks, if possible, and vi- and he's available. Chris's schedule is so crazy as far as like the hours that he works and the, the hours that we work. If anyone, I speak to Sammy literally. Three to four times a day. Wow. <laughs> it's weird, but like in passing, I speak to Sammy more than anyone else on the cat.
0: Are these are these texts or are you literally talking to her on the phone every day?
3: I'm literally speaking to her. We t- we text, we speak. Um, sometimes if we're having a bad day, it's like, yo, call me. So It's like, it was good Like as far as venting to each other and just supporting each other. Um, I'm really cool with Sammy's mom. Um, I have spoken to Chris's mom, but um, overall, I'm closer to Sammy. She's like a little sister.
0: Oh my god, that's crazy. And uh I I was under the impression that the real Mercedes was a girlfriend, but I am told that is not the case. Just a No, friend.
3: that that's, that's Rebecca and Seaburn. Um that's right. uh Rebecca's character receiver right. and that's his girlfriend. Me and Mercedes um we weren't friends prior. It was just pictures on the internet. Uh, I thought she was really pretty, and the the team made sure that I was able to have access to the pictures I needed. Mm-hmm. And um, when the show was over is when I was actually able to speak to her. And it was amazing because after we spoke for a little bit, we almost felt like family. We knew so much about each other without knowing each other. We had good similarities. We had a great connection. And um, she's actually like a cousin now. It sounds weird, but, but I'll be in Atlanta uh, the first weekend of March to actually see her and handle some business oh my god yeah the circle lily brought everything full circle for everyone (laughs) Uh
1: so what is your romantic situation right now
3: um it's it's complicated but um yes i am single okay and um it's been a very uh quiet and private road but um i'm I'm getting through it day by day it's been cool
0: okay Okay, good and has has life changed any other way besides just obviously getting, like, stopped on the street by fans since you got back and the show came out?
3: Um, business-wise, um, life has been crazy as far as different um, endeavors, uh, different clothing lines, um, different pride events as far as gay pride. Uh, just keeping up with everyone and different appearances – I've been offered um, situations that I totally would have never imagined as far as speaking on panels and, and, and being a spokesperson for simple, um, for campaigns and just overall, um, it feels good to know that my work on a circle wasn't in vain. A lot of people were very, um, very uh, taken back by the fact that I chose to be someone else and people who knew me understood that that was the picture and the character and personality that showed through on the show is who I am as a real person. So, um, for the people who didn't know me they were a little uh a little um upset. However, um the ones who knew me as a real person were receptive and they understood the message that I was putting out there. And I love it because it was accepted amongst different countries, people Families, like I got a bunch of DMs and emails and and messages from people just telling me, like, I've I've opened a conversation in their households in regards to sexuality. Um, I have grown men, and it's amazing to me that I have absolutely men the most that are telling me, like, because of you, I've decided that I actually want to come out. I want to know what it is to be proud of myself. Like, I've encouraged people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. And for me, that's a blessing within a blessing within a blessing. Wow.
0: I'm excited to hear that you might be coming to a pride near us.
3: I am excited, too. I, if, if I was able to and I had wings, I would be at every prize. I feel like um, my coming out wasn't, wasn't a, a TV TBS special or one of those after-school <laughs> programs. My coming out story was a tad bit a graphic, a little rough. Mm-hmm. So um, when I meet people who are in that uh, situation that I was in when I was younger, I try to make sure that I let them know that um, it's not supposed to be easy. However, um, it's worth it to be able to wake up and be comfortable in the skin that you're in and be loved and, and, and feel complete and not have to hide is, is something that you can't – money can't buy. Right. And um, if I have to be the person that, that can be there and be the shoulder for everyone and anyone to cry on, if I could do that, I would do it a million times over. So for me to get on a platform such as, large as Netflix and just be like, hey, um, this is a mask, but I'm doing this because there are people around the world that can't live their day-by-day life. I am a completely out and proud lesbian female. There's there's no denying that. But at the end of the day, I know that people in different different countries, that it's illegal for them to live this life. It's illegal for them to just get up every day and be who they are and be truthful to themselves. And that's the part for me that sucks. So I can just take my time on a circle and give them a platform that they know that it's okay. There are places in the world you're not the only person that feels like that. By all means, I would do this a million times over the same way I did it, and I wouldn't change anything. That's
0: beautiful. Karen Karen you are the best Thank you so
3: so much <laughs> for talking so to much. us
0: and if you're
1: uh, if course. you come to uh, LA Pride please uh, come by the studio let's hang out I will yes. definitely
3: make that happen thank you so much Love guys that. thank you for having me certainly thank, <laughs> thank you for being here.